Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I opened up to right. my group of friends. Yeah. And I'm like, what the f***? Am I sitting here like a jerk off? Yeah, and everybody's talking about me. I don't do well with that. Jackie was the one that started. The fact that the narrative was... There's another side to the story. That's what Jackie said. That's what Jackie said. She's poking. She's trying to make me look like an ass in front of everybody's eyes. And here's the truth. We come from the same place, except I'm a better version of a Staten Island girl. And she's a miserable bitch. She must have balls 10 feet long. Ever want to go toe-to-toe to me. The one person you don't want to have as an enemy is me. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Real Housewives of New Jersey edition. Um, I feel like I should tell you guys right off the bat, I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be recapping New Jersey. I'll definitely be recapping it the next two weeks and then we'll just see beyond that because I'm feeling very spiritually connected to Seeking Brother Husband on TLC. It'll be premiering this Sunday. If you guys haven't seen the premiere or the trailer rather, check it out, um, We're going to be talking about that. And so, you know, it's difficult. Three episodes, technically four episodes, if you get my Patreon a week, is unwell. Okay? And I know that. So to bump it up to yet another one until Jersey is over is, it's a lot for everybody, you know, on both sides of the fence here. So we'll just see. I was feeling very... I'm feeling energized by this episode because of the premiere for next episode did you guys see louie 
look Joe Gorga in the face and tell him that he wears his father's no-nos pajamas so that the girls at the house feel protected? What? Excuse the hell out of me. So because I saw that, I was like, oh, bitch, I'm ready to talk about this episode. But had this been, had next episode's preview just been like more of the same I I would have, you know, again, knocked out. So let's get into it. So we're getting our first cast trip of the season, which I feel like doesn't, it's not fair. Like if New York went to the Hamptons for the weekend, I wouldn't really count that as a cast trip. These people going down the shore, if you own houses there, unless it's like, you know, Dorinda, I don't feel like that counts as an official cast trip, but I also feel like historically New Jersey never really gets a good trip. Like they're never really giving for me even too much. So, you know, you get what we get. But anyway, we're going down the shore. Rachel and Danielle are going shopping because Melissa is going to be planning a, or hosting rather a luau party, right? Rachel says in a confessional, Thank God I have Danielle because the dynamic between this group is really weird with all the fighting and then everybody starts laughing. So, you know, it's like a port in the storm. It's really nice to have each other. I feel like we're both no bullshit and straight shooters. But then the cracks show immediately, right? First, Danielle says she hasn't been down the shore since she's 25, which is insane. But Rachel then brings up how... Oh, Danielle, I noticed that the charity softball game, you and Joe were having this long conversation. And so they were like out on the field, I guess it was literally during the game, where she's talking about her dynamic with her brother. And Joey's basically just like, you know, don't ever give up, keep trying. And she's like, listen, like I do, but honestly, it kind of feels like more of a lost cause than Teresa and Joe's relationship, which is bad. (laughs) how could it be this bad and then danielle says that she's trying to figure out what's going on between marge and jen because rachel tells her that at valentina's barbie birthday party they both warned her like yo you got to be careful around margaret she's a better friend to have than an enemy and rachel says they're acting like they're about to release a pit bull but all i'm seeing is margaret with a cast on her arm so like what is going on rachel says I don't like all the shit talking going on. Like, I just feel like this gets a little bit crazy, but I also like, I'm just confused. Danielle is pretty much making her stake as being anti-Margaret, right? She's like, you know, I do feel like Margaret can be a little bit hard on Jen and you know, yeah, Jen can get a little crazy, but I also feel like Margaret can't let anything go. And then, you know, Margaret's best friend, Laura says she has an arsenal of stuff on people, but Rachel says, but do we know that for sure? Which is the question that I'm asking. Like, why are you trusting Laura, Danielle? You don't even know this girl. Why is Laura to be trusted over anybody? Like, I don't know. It just seems like we should be fair to everybody. Ain't nobody know Laura. Okay. So Danielle says, well, Margaret, uh, you know, released this rumor about Louie and then the Jen stuff came out and... I just feel like the Louis stuff, it was completely fair game. So many of his exes were coming out to publicly speak out about the abuse that they allegedly endured by him. And so to act like, oh, we're just supposed to not talk about this when there are active headlines going on as we're filming is wild. You know, like even Robin Dixon would have to admit that would be pretty unfair to just like 
you know, omit from the storyline. I'm like, yeah, if my partner had a bunch of abusive allegations against him, I wouldn't want them on TV either. But that's the price that you pay for having a person who's in that situation. Like, I I don't know. In terms of the, uh, you know, Jennifer situation, I feel like all, I don't know. I, I mean, I do think it's it was maybe like bringing a, a gun to a knife fight. Like, yeah, you know. Jennifer would talk a lot of shit about you being a mistress or whatever with Joe Benino, but also, is it also fair game to be like, okay, well, why are you talking about this when you're, you know, in that situation in some capacity? I don't know. I mean, I do think it's like largely unfair because there are kids involved, but also, I also feel like all is not fair in Love and Housewives and you can't have skeletons in your closet and expect them to just not come out. Like, I... I don't know. Rachel Fuda says in a confessional, things just aren't really adding up to her because Margaret's been nothing but nice. And what? Just because Teresa and Jennifer said something, their word is bond? Like, it just doesn't work that way with me. So Danielle says, I just wouldn't fuck with a woman scorned. But Rachel doesn't know what scorned means. So, you know, she has to explain, you know, a person who's been messed with or hurt. She'll she'll find it. You know, just... I don't know what's happening with the English department and the New Jersey educational system. It doesn't matter. It seems questionable, though. After that, Teresa and Jennifer go to a jewelry store to pick out her bridesmaids' gifts, which are going to be like little bracelets that say love on it or whatever. So then they get treated try on earrings and Jen asks, oh, you know, what are you going to be doing with your hair for the wedding? Teresa goes, oh, I'm going to be doing half up, half down, which like... Truly, the understatement of a century, but we'll move on. Then they start talking about, you know, the shore weekend. And Teresa's like, you know, it would have been nice if Melissa and Joe had asked me and Louie to stay at the house. But they invited Margaret instead. And so Teresa says in a confessional, she's confused because Joe made such a big deal about Melissa's mom not being invited to the wedding. So why is he now not inviting her to the... I can't do this. (laughs) Tate for two. Like, I cannot deal with these people. The equivalencies. And it's also like, if he wasn't comfortable enough to go to your housewarming party, did you expect him to be comfortable enough to invite him, you and Louie, to spend the night at your vacation home for like a weekend? I don't know. Like, it seems like there are just like big leaps and expectations and it's not making sense to me. Like, make no mistake, I think that Joe not going to the housewarming party was stupid and petty, but I think we can maybe make, like, some expectations from there. Like, you know, I just feel like it's a big leap from I'm not going to your housewarming party to spend the weekend with me, you know? So Jennifer Aiden says, this is just another reminder of them always being team Margaret. And Teresa goes, well, maybe he doesn't want to fight with her. To which Jennifer then piles on and says, right. So that's what they're doing. I think they're like, let's keep the rabid dog dormant because, you know, she probably has something on Melissa and Joe. And this is where my brain explodes because why are we now, Rachel Fuda, I'm with you. Why are we now just being like, oh, yeah, this is officially what must be happening because... He didn't invite her to the beach house? Like, so now Margaret has something on Joe and Teresa? What? (laughs) Well, what is it, girl? Quickly, like, what do you mean? This doesn't make sense to me. 
And it can also, like, two things can be true. They can feel like Margaret probably keeps, you know, skeletons about other people in her closet, but also feel like she's more fun to hang out with on a weekend than Teresa and Louie, <laughs> you know? Those could both be true. But just deciding that this is fact based on an invitation to a beach house is just a big leap for me. Everybody's getting packed and we meet up with Dolores and Paul, who's fresh out of surgery, not feeling well enough to go. Y'all, I had to laugh the other day because I saw somebody, I guess it was just yesterday, earnestly tweet that they feel like Paul is intentionally doing things to try to not film. (laughs) This man had heart surgery. You guys... (laughs) What do you mean? That would be very strange behavior. I do think Paul's a little weird, but not that weird. You know, not, we're not in like, you know, Girth Brooks weird. You know what I mean? Like, let's give him a little bit of a break. But anyway, um, Dolores is going to be staying at Rachel's. Usually she stays with Frank. And I forgot like, oh, thank God Frank does have a home. It's just at the shore, right? But, you know, she's like, I'm doing stuff differently right now. So then at Bill and Jen Aiden's, she asked him, well, what did you think about Dr. Judy? And he was like, well, I think she was very insightful. But Jen was like, okay, but you were silent. <clears throat> Bill says, well, I was silent because I do think that sometimes we often say stupid or inconsiderate or hurtful things when we're trying to actually help fix the situation. So then Jennifer says, I just feel like there's a lot of things that are left unsaid and we keep pretending like things are okay when they're actually not. Bill says, hey, life is complicated, but it's not about being right or wrong. It's about how that person feels through the process. Now, Jennifer says in a confessional that the reason why she and Bill don't dig deep is because Bill does things like asking, have you considered a situation? And that drives her nuts. (laughs) Now, I get what she's saying, but I also don't. I saw a lot of people also say that they feel like Bill like talks in circles or says confusing things. And I don't feel that way. I'm always like picking up what he's putting down. But I mean, what Jen keeps saying is that like she wants him to just shut up and support her blindly. And he's giving these like objective truths that a friend really should be giving Jennifer. And I think she just feels very like... Uh, not abandoned, but like, yeah, I mean, I think what she says, he treats me like an employee. I think she feels very much like that. Like she's not feeling the love from Bill at all. So he talks to her like he would talk to a friend, but she's like, I need you to speak to me like a lover, like somebody you're in love with and whose team you're on and who you're in partnership with. And she's not getting that. And so I don't think that Bill's trying to be confusing. I think he genuinely doesn't get or isn't trying to give her what she's asking for. But I do feel for Jennifer because one thing about me is we're going to talk. And if we're going so far as to talk about it in front of a a mental health professional, you're going to talk. And I could not, like, if he had sat there for that, like, 50 minutes or whatever, I would have cried by 45 minutes like why are you not speaking not even 45 like four 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 two five maybe but like I I would have been like why are you not speaking because we're gonna get this out like especially if we are intentionally taking a step to talk about this in front of a an intermediary like I would be she's a better woman than me in that regard I will say that Um, and I do feel for her because I feel like she's expressing that to him she's saying this is what I need and he 
says, I hear you, but then he doesn't do it. So that sucks. But I also feel like it's just sort of like a double-edged sword because I think he's giving her good advice, but she doesn't want to hear it because he's not giving her what she wants, you know? And so it's not even really going to matter. Um, she's not going to listen to him, even if he's right, because she's not like getting it in other areas, right? If Bill was supporting her more inside of their home, then I think she would be able to like listen to him a little bit more or like understand what he's saying, but he's not doing it, you know? And that sucks. That sucks. After that, they head to their new townhouse, which they said that they just bought their beach townhouse like a week prior. They just kept everything. Everything from the previous owner, including the bed sheets. Jennifer says, and I was actually shocked that she said this in a confessional. I'm not putting a dime into this, okay? It's good enough. I don't care. It looks great to me. <laughs> Jen Fessler and Dolores uh, show up at the Fudos because they're going to be staying there. And Jen says... Her husband, Jeff Fessler, you know, very, uh, <clears throat> she says he's a corporate lawyer and he looks like one, frankly, like buttoned up, a polo would be a wild top, a going out top for him, that sort of vibe. But she's like, you know, don't let the bald head fool you. That man will fist pump with the best of them. Honestly, I'm attracted to that. And Loki, Kara, I'm interested. I'm interested. They also were on Watch What Happens Live, and Jeff was the uh, bartender. And one of the questions they asked was, "What, who, which of the house husbands is the most thirsty for fame?" And Jen Fessler said, "Jeff, like he loves it." And that's really funny to me because he's only been on camera for like three point eight seconds, maybe. <laughs> I want to hang with the Fesslers. I want to see what's going on with them. Like, you're telling me you've had a front row pass, season-long pass to Joe Bitch Boy Gorga, and you still think your husband is thirstier than him. That's wild. I really got to get eyes on that. Speaking of, back at the Gorgas, they're having lunch outside, and Dolores uh, tells him, sorry, not Dolores, Margaret says she's really annoyed because at the charity game, Teresa invited her mom to the wedding. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. And not Donna Marco, who is uh, Melissa's mother, right? So then Joe says, I actually talked to Danielle about her relationship with her brother at the game and how he thinks that there's got to be more to this than just the Instagram beef, right? So Jackie, Jackie's still here, right? This, let me say something of somebody who also doesn't speak to their sibling because, you know, she hasn't spoken to her sister in like 15 years or whatever. I think Danielle's leaving out a big piece of the story, In a confessional, Melissa says that Joe and Teresa have had endless fights over the years. Did you guys notice that during that montage, the only clips that they played were of Joe losing his shit on Teresa, like christening, um, calling her a scumbag or whatever. You know, we don't associate with scum like you before he went to wrestle Joe Judice and had his hairspray put all over that poor wall of uh, wherever they were. Um, But then Melissa goes left and she goes, even though they've had endless fights over the years, despite that, he and Teresa are able to find a way to bring it back together when something's, you know. So when, when was that? What? When did that happen? Like briefly? We're talking like brief moments of time, you know? We're we're talking about Teresa and Joe's relationship and Melissa's is like a mostly cloudy, gloomy day with like brief moments of sunshine. And it's like 30 seconds. You're like, oh, this is so nice because it should be like this nice day. And then it goes back. It goes back behind the clouds. And you're like, well, all right, here, here we go again. Gloom and doom. So I don't know what the fuck Melissa's talking about, but okay, girl. Jackie goes on to say that there's something that Danielle's done where she doesn't want to look bad. She doesn't want to say it. She doesn't want to look bad. And then she goes, I mean, to me, she just seems like a clearance aisle snooky. No, Jackie. (laughs) I know people are not having fun with Jackie. I am ish. Ish. I never had an issue with Jackie. She's very thirsty this season. I think, like, clearly she knew that she was on the chopping block. There was going to be young blood. And she had to create beef with somebody. You know, why she would do it over some white jean shorts is beyond me. But here we go. Okay. Yeah, sure. There must be something going on. There probably is more to this story than, like, the 30-second anecdote that uh, Danielle told Melissa when they were shopping. But... Outside of that, who gives a shit? Like, what does this have to do with her standing in the friend group? Who cares? Okay, yeah, like, they're probably... She doesn't know any of y'all. Like, why does she have to give you the innermost dynamics of every single thing that happened? What does this have to do with y'all? I don't get it. (laughs) Then it's time for the luau. (laughs) I'm very confused. I know that, like, you know, if I ever get to the point where, you know, food companies, fashion, skincare brands and stuff want to do, uh, you know, endorsements, give me endorsements and sponsorships and stuff, like, I will take them. (laughs) Sniff, sniff. Uh, But 
I was confused. This was like a Hawaiian theme party. So why they had a pizza with in the form of an American flag. And then they had breadsticks that said Gorga. <laughs> and then they had um, a cigar station that Melissa tells her mom is like, oh, look, we got the cigar station. It's like true Hawaiian. Wait, who does cigars? It's Cuba. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's... Okay. <laughs> I just it's, just... it's giving, you know, endorsement deals. It's giving free for a close-up shot on the show. But, you know, I'll take a breadstick. In the shape of an O, I guess. They also had a stand that had, like, prosciutto hanging from it. Like almost in the shape of like plaster of Paris. Like it was being like whatever mold it was on. It was just like hanging in the shape of prosciutto. Maybe it was supposed to look like something, but it just looked like Lady Gaga's meat dress. And again, what does the prosciutto have to do with Hawaii? I mean, I know it's like pig, but all I saw were pineapples that had to do with the Hawaii. Just, just say you're having a party, you know, you can put the pineapples up regardless. Jennifer gives Joe Gorga a lay so that he can finally get some. And then Frank hands him another lay and says, oh, put this one on your hand since that's who you're getting laid by. Does anybody notice that there were a lot of references to like, oh, Joey Gorga's not getting laid. Joe never gets any. Oh, finally, you can have sex. Maybe we'll give you to one of the hula dances later. Like what? what, I don't, maybe I just like am asleep every time I talk about this, but just felt like a lot all at once. Anyway, um, whatever happened to, like, Joe getting the poison out? And a snake and showing his dick on the camera every time he could. What happened to that? Where's the poison? And also, do you remember that season where Melissa and Joe were pretending like they wanted to have another kid and then Joe got a sperm tested and he had, like, three? (laughs) They're like, Joe, you have 18 sperm and we usually expect it to be, like, in the millions. So what are you taking, Joey? (laughs) Okay, I had to actually go back. I was not even fucking joking. It says, we usually see about 15 million sperm per millimeter, but the, milliliter rather, the nurse said, but when we put Joe's sample under the microscope, we only saw three sperm swimming. Three? (laughs) Three? What the fuck was he taking? Three. Whew. I feel like I have more sperm in me than that. <laughs> Just like naturally. Right? Like the three. That's wild. Margaret says, Rachel, she asked Rachel actually, like, what did you hear? Because I heard that you heard stuff about me. So what did you hear? What did people say about me? So Rachel goes, oh, well, Danielle said that you like keep an arsenal of information on people. Margaret says, you know, for somebody who refers to herself as a bougie mama, like she's got a lot of nerve talking about me when she doesn't even know me. Uh, like a bougie person's like, like, like a wannabe, right? Uh, okay, Margaret. I'm going to need Margaret to maybe get a writer. Okay. Cause I, I do like Margaret, but this like disheveled drug addict over weed and, uh, a bougie joke. I think that was, it's not giving, it's not giving. And I want to root for her and I want a Margaret to succeed, but she, she's, it's making it t- hard for me. Right. Joey, Joey Gorgon's got his bag of tricks. This time he's uh, managed to go down to the Dwayne Reed to get a, a, a waxing kit. 
a Sally Hansen waxing kit for John Fuda as payback for John bringing adult diapers to the first boys' night. Ah ha ha How old is Joey? I mean, this is like boys' club jersey saint. Small doses. Moving forward, small doses, please. Few and far between. And more Nate, please. More Nate. If we're taking Evan out, let's get let's get Nate on it, please. I already find John Fuda's beard to be like a little too aggressive for his face. So I don't need to see any more of his body hair, respectfully. I just don't need to see it. Anyway, um, Margaret then tells Melissa, oh, Rachel said that, you know, whoever the fuck said, uh, Rachel said that Danielle said that I have an arsenal shit, you know, and Melissa's like, arsenal? What does that mean? Is it, what, like you have a book or something? <laughs> Melissa goes, no, it's like a, a place where you keep your weapons. And then she says in a confessional, you know, maybe Teresa and Melissa are more alike than I thought. So then she's like, you know, Danielle also said that I'm judgmental. Because I said that Jen was a disheveled drug addict, but she showed up disheveled. So I'm sorry. That's why I said it. Like, if you're a sloppy mess, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Joe makes everybody take shots and, you know, the only thing that I really appreciated from these scenes was, you know, Joey really had to, like, get up on his tippy toes with a few of those people. There was a lot of them getting down on bended knee to, like, adjust to the height difference and that was fun for me. Even as somebody who was five feet tall. It was just fun for me to see. It's fun for me to, like, watch him try to play, like, boss bitch and, like, it's just giving, like, MTV Spring Break 1996 and... You know, we're in 2023. Got to keep those things where they are. After that, Teresa walks up to Margaret and says, you know, Rachel and Jennifer told me that you warned them against me. Why would you say anything negative about me? So Rachel says that Teresa said, you know, to look up the histories of the friendships and to proceed with caution. But Teresa suddenly is like, oh, I don't remember saying that. Are you trying to start trouble between me and Margaret? Because that's like what I feel like. So Rachel says, I have no problem being transparent with her. But Teresa's like, you know, this is kind of like high school. But it, wouldn't it also be pretty high school to tell the new girl in town about all your history with somebody else just for for information's sake? Like, that seems pretty immature to me. But okay. Teresa says in a confessional, you know, I'm just getting to know Rachel and it just doesn't sit well with me that she ran to Margaret with what I said because it just shows the type of person she is. And then Drew tells Margaret, I didn't say anything bad. I just said that if you get on her bad side, she's ruthless and you have no problem taking anybody down. So, (laughs) but like, if you fuck with me, I'll do the same. So what's the problem? But Margaret goes, but I wouldn't warn anyone against you. Like, that's a little twisted and is kind of undermining my character. Fortunately, this gets broken up by Joe giving John Fuda a shot and everybody screaming like, Fuda, Fuda, whatever. But after things quiet down... Margaret tells Teresa, we made up, Teresa. I was riding the Teresa train, telling everybody we're good, but you can't be upfront with me. So Teresa goes, no, but we are on good terms. Like, I just said, if any of us, like anybody in the group had something, had you know, had someone coming for us, we'd fight back. Like, don't you agree? So, like, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Alexia. Like, this is true Alexia behavior. It's so annoying. (laughs) To just be like, okay, just say it like that and be like, if Margaret said that about Teresa, Teresa would have lost her shit. And so to be like, I don't understand. I would say, I I would say the same thing about me. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. 
Because if you would, you wouldn't be getting so mad about Rachel repeating it. You know? Marge tells Tree, Historically, I feel like I haven't really done anything that bad to anybody. And Teresa just kind of looks at her and then laughs. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, if we're going by Danielle, these two incidents. But, like, we could stack this against the things that Teresa has said and done about people. Like, Melissa being a stripper. Melissa cheating on Joe. Uh... Uh, Evan having some lover at the at the Gold's Gym or whatever the hell happened. Like there are a lot of things that she said, and then I've just been like, "Well, what?" I'm just saying. And then to act like, "Oh, she's," <sighs> we've all got skeletons, girl. We let's not act like anybody's a saint. At that point, Joe makes Bill Aiden lean down while he pours a double shot. He's got two bottles of Casamigos down his throat. They're counting. And they get to eight before Melissa finally swats uh, those bottles out of his mouth. And he goes, that's rude. Please spit that out. And he doesn't. More on that later. And then Jennifer, Aiden's watching all of this. And she goes, see, everybody thinks I'm the bad guy. <laughs> There's a hula show. Bill gets up. He's shaking it like a salt shaker with the dancers in his little white pants. He's having himself a great little time. Okay. Frank ends up telling Dolores she needs to start like pushing Polly into spending more time with them, right? And asks Brittany, his girlfriend, Oh, don't you remember? Like, wasn't I bothered that Dolores wasn't staying with us, like down the shore this weekend? And she's like, Yeah, actually, he was really bothered with that. And I said something about it too, for what it's worth. So Dolores goes, Yeah, you know, I know, but you know, Paul was planning on coming, and I just figured it would be weird to stay with you guys. And Frank's like, Well, I've heard about that. And Dolores is like, don't be. And then she says in a confessional, Dolores says Frank is feeling sorry for himself right now. I'm not. (laughs) Like, last I checked, he's got a little hot blonde at the Jersey Shore. Frank is good, okay? So Jackie comes over to tell Frank, "Uh, yo, you better get your friend Jennifer because she's fucking wasted and about to fall into the water. And same with Bill. (laughs) Cut to Jen trying to like hula and just being like, love is love, baby. Love is love. (laughs) Bill's on the floor. They've got the limbo bar up so high. Like, chest level. Like, most elementary school children would just easily walk right under it. Not even have to duck. And here's Bill on all fours. All fours. Crawling to get under that, (laughs) that bar. As if the stakes could not be lower. That man. Woo. He also has a cigar in his mouth. Like, it's really giving boss, baby. It really, really is. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. But Dolores says, you know, Polly's kind of a different guy. He's the first guy I've dated, frankly, that hasn't wanted to sleep with Frank. So Jackie asked Frank, like, have you actually tried to reach out to Polly to hang out? And he's like, well, you know, I did, but I went through Dolores. But, you know, Paul seemed to have a problem with it or something. So Dolores is like, you know what? Not doing this. I'm going to walk away. I don't even want to get into it. So elsewhere, she walks over to Teresa, right? Where Teresa's talking to, like, Margaret and Jen Fessler and whoever about, you know, the wedding's four weeks out at this point. They're going to just do open seating at the reception. So Jen Fessler's like, oh, yeah, I heard Melissa's mom isn't invited. Like, surely that's an oversight, right? Teresa's like, no, 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 no. But I don't want to get into it. But then in a confessional, a producer asked her, like, what what happened? And she's like, okay. I guess what happened is, you know, 10 years ago, I got busy. And I guess they got jealous. (laughs) Bravo. The cameras went up. They got jealous of that. Cut to the christening. And then around that time, Melissa's mom, Donna Marco, and the sisters started tweeting. These tweets seem to start in 2010 and end in 2011. Not since then. But uh, Teresa says, I can forgive, but I don't forget. And I've just kept my distance from them since then, right? Now, we're also led to believe that Donna Marco, the mama, has had or did have like quite a relationship with Nono, kept up with him through, you know, until he passed. And so, um, you know, it seems like they're like, okay, why don't you just invite Donna and now the sisters? Teresa says that she feels like that would be weird, but everybody's like, no, no, it wouldn't. I think it actually is like a totally different thing to separate the mom from the sisters, right? So Louie... Because Donna's at this party, right? Louie tells everybody, oh, I actually spoke to Donna and I apologized earlier. And then we see the flashback where he's like, basically like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I'm not part of this. Like, I don't want to be, you know, she's like, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, I totally get it. You know, it's not a problem at all. So Louie says, you know, he like turns to Teresa and goes, you know, like, I'm just really not a part of your 10, 20 year, year legacy with them. So Fessler turns to Louie and goes, you're getting behind Melissa's mom. And I actually think that's really nice. But Louie goes, no, 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 I'm in the middle and I'm being biased. And I think he meant unbiased, but okay. But Teresa says in a confessional, do I wish Louie had discussed it with me before speaking to Donna? Of course, but I understand that he's trying to be the peacemaker. I just wish my brother would have come to me And all of this would have been avoided. But my brother loves a spectacle. Okay. Okay. So Teresa tells Louie, why don't you just go and find Donna and and invite her, right? Like, go ahead. So he runs to find her. I think she had left at that point. It doesn't seem like he found her. So Margaret says in a confessional, obviously, obviously Teresa's not okay with Louie inviting Donna. But she just needs to go along with whatever he says. Whatever Louis says, and I don't disagree. 
Um, at that point, Joe waxes John Fuda, like, really, really badly in the shape of, like, the the XX, their first album, something like that. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Jackie ends up confronting Jennifer about her issue with Margaret. And she's like, what's, what's good here, girl? So Jennifer explains, you know, my kids have had to endure a lot. My youngest daughter has severe trauma because of Margaret outing the affair. And it just had this domino effect in my family. So Jackie says in a confessional, you know, I know firsthand what can happen when somebody tells a rumor about their dad cheating. And my daughter thought me and Evan were going to get a divorce when nothing even happened. Like that was just a rumor. So I can't imagine what it must be like in Jen's house. So then Jen tells Jackie, Bill and I just are not on the same page about raising kids. Bill's very scholastic, very by the book about their grades, expects straight A's and then blames her if things don't go well and says, you know, if you want the kids to be average, then, you know, they're going to have an average life. And basically she takes personal offense to that. Those like, those are my kids you're talking about, you know? So we know that Jennifer's wasted because she's talking to Jackie, first of all. And secondly, she goes up to Dolores and Danielle right after this conversation to tell them that there is this Turkish thing where you stick your finger either in or at the top of somebody's butthole and then you yell something. And then sometimes Bill does that to her, but she's always telling him that's an exit only. And then she goes, bye, I'm going to go back and finger my husband's butt. And they're like, bye, girl. (laughs) Okay, bye. So then Jackie turns to Jen Fessler and Margaret and says, hey, I know you guys like Danielle, but I think there's a piece to her that's really not that nice. And Margaret says, yeah, well, she said I had an arsenal and that I'm judgmental and that pisses me off. Once again, Danielle, I don't know if she's like got superhuman hearing or if she is breaking the fourth wall because I feel like I've never heard somebody say I can hear y'all talking about me as frequently as Danielle has in like all of the housewives watching that I've done but she can hear them and she's getting annoyed because she's like I you know I hate hearing my name in conversations that I'm not even involved in so Dolores says well Margaret's upset that you told people to be careful around her and when Danielle says well I was just repeating what I was told and Dolores is like yeah you repeated it right So Danielle says in a confessional, I was just stating what I was heard. I wasn't talking shit, but instead of Margaret talking to me like a grown ass woman, she's gossiping. And it just brings me back to my childhood when girls would bully me and it's just like, it's really tough. So I'm getting the same feeling. The only difference now is that I know how to throw a right hook. (laughs) So she grabs Nate and I thought that was like a really nice peek into their relationship to be like, I'm having a hard time right now. Everybody keeps putting their name in my mouth. I don't know why, but like, I'm starting to get really pissed off. Jackie keeps on going blah, blah, blah about the sibling story. Like I'm calling bullshit on, on it. There's no chance at all that that is all there is to it. And Margaret says, there's gotta be more to it than these stupid Instagram videos. But Teresa goes, no, I, I think that might actually be what it is. And Melissa agreed with her. Like, It's not petty. Italians hold grudges. This is kind of just how it goes. So Melissa then approaches Danielle to ask her if she's okay. And she's like, well, no, like everybody's talking about me. But Melissa's like, oh, I don't know if everybody's talking about you, but 
I just heard one conversation and it was like about your brother and how maybe you hide stuff because, you know, like for example, with me and Teresa, there's, you know, two sides and the truth is somewhere in there. So Danielle goes, honestly, Melissa, I can't even hear anything you're saying right now because I'm ready to go nuclear. She's like, oh, for real? Like, yeah, really? So then she gets up and is like, I'm leaving. I opened up to people. They're messing with me. They're lucky I'm going right now. So she tells Jennifer and Teresa, since they're staying at her house, we're going. They all pile up into the van. Bill passes out immediately. So he's just like, you know, peacefully slumbering away in the back row. While in the front row, my girl, Danielle, is livid. She's like... I open up to a group of friends and now I'm sitting here like a jerk off and everybody's talking about me and I don't do well with that. She's like, the fact that she's even saying there's another side to the story. And then she says in a confessional, Jackie's trying to make me look like an ass. And the fact that they both come from the same place, I'm a better version of a Staten Island girl than she is. Jackie's a miserable bitch. <laughs> so then back in the car, she's like going, this chick must have balls 10 feet fucking long to ever want to go toe-in-toe with me the one person you don't want to have as an enemy is me okay (laughs) and that is it for us this week again i feel like we're ramping up for some very good drama i'm excited to talk about it uh but yeah we'll get into it next week thank you guys so much for listening thank me for speaking